I suppose she told you we're going to do all sorts of fun stuff together. Yeah. Wrong. If you think I'm going to hang with you all summer, you're nuts. On the Lord of Hirohat, Nick. On the Lord of Hirohat, Nick, Nick. On the Rikitigilow, I live in number one Nickelodeon. Good morning, Justin, Leah, Mort, John, Tim, Lacey, Colin, Joshua, Damien, Evelyn, Katie, Ghosty, Bup, Honest A, Vincenzo, Chris, Sid, Marlena, Tony, Jennifer, Jason, Bob, Shelby, Brian, Allie, Brad, Kevin, Jordan, Vaughn, Brooks, Katie, Tara, Kev, Ted, Tim, and Clayton. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Bob. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. You, I mean, if you're if you're a proper villain, you gotta have your intro music. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, this is a Patreon exclusive episode number three. We're talking our top favorite villains. Absolutely, Bup. This was a suggestion uh, brought to us by you. Uh, mm-hmm. What had, had, is this something you had been like? thinking about it, it had been um i loved when in any kind of you know not just with nickelodeon but any kind of fiction i love the villain characters i mean everybody does that's kind of a cop-out but uh but they're just they're so interesting especially if they're done well and um well you know nickelodeon had its had its misses i think a lot of them were were hits especially depending on what show you're talking about and i i just thought it'd be a really cool topic to discuss so yeah. absolutely yeah. Andrew, uh, did you have any kind of approach to uh, your list? You know, when I sat down to do it at first, I thought I like had them ready to go. I thought that was it. And then as I was looking over the shows again, I was like, oh, no, I <laughs> like suddenly all these other characters started coming to mind and I was having trouble um, deciding like just what was it? <laughs> what was important in a villain and like which ones I didn't want to do without Mm. and which ones were also my favorite. Like, I I don't know. So my final picks are like, I don't have a definitive, like I did this exact thing to come up with each one. Sure. Were you equitable? Like were you, were you trying to spread out? uh, Cause some shows, well, uh, I'll tell you many, t- many great villains not to give anything away or not much away, but I um, decided pretty early, like one offs were going to have to be like incredible to make it on the list for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. OK, I, if I if I can jump in, I was going to say that was a challenge for me as well, um, because uh, like, I mean, if I can throw out some examples, of course, are you afraid of the dark? almost yeah. every episode yeah. is a different villain. <laughs> and so, yeah, for, for you to pick one of those, like you said, Andrew, they got to like have a huge impact or, or whatever, you know, whatever your criteria is. And yeah. same goes for uh, Pete and Pete as well. That one had a ton of different villains to choose from. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Agreed. I'm I, for me. Yeah. There is nobody on my list. That is a one time, um, one time thing, just cause it feels like, uh, to re- I mean, to be on this list, there's so many great ones. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, uh, Bub, when you, you sent the idea, you said like, maybe we could do top 10. 
and uh, I was like, oh no, we don't need ten. We'll do we'll do six. And then as I'm making my list, I'm like, I don't know what to do here because there's so <laughs> many great. There are really so many great villains. So like just to show up once and go against you know the big shots, it doesn't mm-hmm. really right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. I mean, truth be told, I stuck with that as well, Joey, with with um uh, limiting it to one per show as best I could. But yeah. then I also have like you know ten more that are like honorable mentions, basically that just barely did, that I love, but I couldn't you know I, I couldn't justify having on the list. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys were you really strict about the definition of villain? I mean, like how far did you stray? <laughs> Uh, on my doc here i i wrote villains and then must be reoccurring character whose defense uh, defining feature is abrasiveness that's that's hmm. all okay. i wrote to oh myself. okay okay so that, that's a little more uh, that's a little less or i guess a little more general than like what i went with like for example I, i'm not going to get into specifics i can almost guarantee there's at least one that's going to be on probably both of your lists. I know, or, you know, many of the listeners anyway, that I didn't put on my list because I felt like they couldn't really be considered a villain. And I'll get into that when they come up. Cause I have a feeling they will. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and there were, and we'll read uh, some of our uh, patrons uh, favorite villains as well, but you know, someone had pointed out that it was hard to consider a specific character, a villain because of, you know, like where the meanness comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like cert- there was definitely for sure two people on my list where I was like, boy, like should it count? Ca- should I not put them on this list because they're already broken people, but yeah. you know, it's a show. And uh, I guess you just, I like for me, I just, you got to accept that, uh, you know, the backstory yeah. doesn't make it yeah, more yeah. okay to be it. You know, a <laughs> I had a similar thinking. I just was like, I really tried to focus on those episodes where they're really playing it on thick and decide yeah. like, is that bad enough in this episode to be like, to really be a villain? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah. We're doing our top six. We'll have close calls uh, or honorable mentions. And we'll also have our, you guys did a Ferguson. I did. I yeah. Did. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, Andrew, do you want to get us rolling? Sure. Um, well, to t- start off my list, number six, classic villain, Brooke from 15. <laughs> <laughs> do you know someone like Brooke? If I want Matt to take an interest, he'll take an interest. Get to know 15. Nick's continuing high school saga. Sunday afternoons on Nickelodeon. Uh, I just love her presence. Her like, her whole character seems to like revolve around being the bad guy to the rest of the kids, uh, and she really nails it. I mean, like I hate her, but I like to hate her. You know? um, I think uh, she just yeah. I don't know. She's like the driving evil force at Hillside during those first season or two. Um, so uh, yeah. I don't know. I love whenever she's on the show. Like, oh. I think it just adds a whole element that's really enjoyable. Yeah, there's um, something about um, the fact that like she's always smiling while she's being mean. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there, there's there's an extra uh, voluciousness 
to the fact that she's just reveling in yeah, you know, yeah. people's misfortune. But, <laughs> like she, she might be trying to get back at someone, but really it's like her main thing seems to be that she just enjoys doing it. Mm-hmm. Which is Great one. pick. I mean, yeah. And, and she has a longer run um, than um, uh, Kelly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very strong. Love plus, the plus, I mean, she's the mastermind behind the. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's definitely pulling the strings. Yeah, the, the only input I can give on Brooke is honestly because I still have yet. I swear I will one day. I have yet to watch the show. <laughs> um, but based on just the clips that you guys have played, you know, when, on, on episodes where you talk about 15 and everything. Yeah, she seems very not nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's uh, my two cents. <laughs> so. Yeah, she is uh, not a yeah. She in high school, it's like the girl you you know you just steer clear of. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, very good. I love starting. I love starting this with fifteen. <laughs> uh, absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bup, what was your number six? Well, uh, I, I'm going to get ready for the torches and pitchforks uh, with this one. But uh, for my number six, I went with Doctor Vink. Uh, are you Ooh, afraid of the dark? Yeah. Now I can show my films every night. And believe me, I've got many, many more that are far better than this one. <laughs> now, the reason why is because, I mean, first of all, the reason why I went with him is because he appears in multiple episodes, obviously. And while yeah. he is technically... he's kind of the same character and kind of not at the same time he has the same name and he has the same you know the the look and everything like that but he is generally i mean correct me if i'm wrong in every episode he's in he's kind of the villain like he he does you know some not nice stuff (laughs) um, and and aaron taggart is so brilliant like to the point where i mean you guys have pointed out before and i think i have too the acting or i should say a lot of the acting under your afraid of the dark is less than stellar and he is incredible like he's just yeah. he's so awesome i just love him so much and um and yeah he's he like if i went years without watching our afraid of the dark which i did i don't know why i said if there but uh if you know you mention it that's pro- he's probably the first thing that pops into my head like probably the very first thing and so yeah um, yeah but the reason why i put him kind of at the bottom of my list is because again he's not you know a series regular throughout he's only in a, a handful of episodes and so that's why yeah yeah I, he he's a great uh i mean i you know i'll just say right off the bat i don't have any are you afraid of the dark uh on my list but um if i had to put one he'd be the uh, one just just no because what's that no are you afraid of the dark uh well no because only vink and sardo are reoccurring okay but you know that was just part of my criteria but it, but, but i think vink did cross my mind and the fact that he's kind of flexible in his uh you know in the way he's villainous that Mm -hmm. that that he's that he's a you know a movie house distributor a restaurateur uh he's you know a a madman in the cabin yeah yeah Yeah. i I just i i kind of love that you know he could pop up as anything Mm -hmm. yeah um i you know i didn't really think about it until now but one thing i love about him is he's like totally over the top but sells it somehow. Like yeah. it, it's totally believable. It's like this guy is a real mad scientist. Um, but yeah. it's like car- a cartoony sort of performance, but it like works. 
Yeah, there's enough crazy people stomping around in capes that like it's not <laughs> it's not impossible, right? Like he's not an impossible character. Yeah, yeah. That's um, true. and he's he's very funny. I mean, like, he, but I oh, think yeah. a lot of that's acting, of course. But like, he's you know, I love a villain that can make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. especially on you know Nickelodeon shows. He kind of, I think that's a big part of it, for so, sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Um, okay, great. Uh, my number six. So I wrote a little intro for each of my characters. You know, oh, just boy. kind of a little pump up. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. Microscopic, less than one inch. Envying sponges, crabs, and starfish. Mm. He's mean. He's green. He loves. He's a <laughs> money loving machine. It's plankton, folks. Mr. Krabs, the Krabby Patty is haunted. A vashy patty pirate? This is no ghost. This is plankton stealing me booty. Hear me, Krabs. When I discover your formula for Krabby Patties, I'll run you out of business. I went to college. Uh. <laughs> uh. Voiced by Mr. Lawrence, uh, who you might recognize from uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, this is probably the only villain uh, on the list that I actually kind of actually dislike as a character. Like, I'd say my other five, I kind of, I, I like the fact that they're on the show. Uh, I don't really find Plankton funny, and I don't like uh, episodes that are where he's central to the story. Though I do understand, like, he's he's a, an effective thorn in the side of our beloved characters but um but i had to put him on the list because he is like for that reason he's so effective at being annoying and like you know foiling people's what you know days and uh so plankton felt like a maybe the only one on the list where it's like i don't love this character but i it's a super effective villain um Mm. especially for a show like spongebob i am shocked and appalled (laughs) <laughs> how come that you don't that you don't like plankton as a character i i uh, oh my gosh he, i he is in my opinion anyway one of the funniest characters on the show i can't get enough of him and a big part of that is because of mr lawrence's performance so yes I, I just you know i love miss plankton i love miss filbert on, on rocco and i just oh my god he's so funny especially again and i've said it before on the show when when a character is yelling if they don't have a good way of doing it, it's just annoying. It's loud, obnoxious, right. and it's like, all right, please stop. But his, he can yell anything, and I will laugh. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. But even, but most of the time, it is something that's effective. <laughs> I just really yeah. enjoy. I, I don't know. I, I think he's he's great, and uh, he may or may not be making an appearance on my list. But anyway, um, yeah, so... <laughs> But yes, I think he's fantastic. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, you know, maybe I I probably came off a little too harsh. I I don't hate Plankton. They really aren't my favorite episodes, but um, like, it's just so clear that it's like, it's a really funny villain. Yeah. Uh, You know, just the concept of Plankton's very funny. Um, So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw a little SpongeBob love out there. He's Uh, definitely. also, um, also Tim Beard uh, on our Patreon uh, shouted him out. Oh, nice. um, he's also uh, a really classic in his villainy. Um, yes, I mean it yes. feels like a an old timey villain. Correct. The way that he is. Um, yeah, like a, it, like a bat original Batman series. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, but but I like him. You know, I think he's funny too. I I think that's a good choice. He didn't make my list, but uh, I like it. 
Cool. 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 All right. Well, let's get to the top five here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my number five is Zim. Vote for Zim or I'll destroy you. Vote for Zim or I'll destroy you. Miss Bitters, Zim is threatening the voters. He's disqualified, right? The child shrieks like a fruit bat. From Invader Zim. Mm, interesting. Uh, he's, I mean, he's sort of the uh, antagonist in, uh, or the uh, protagonist in a lot of episodes, but he's also, I mean, his whole purpose for being there is to, like, bring Earth to heal, basically. Yeah. Um, so, and he's constantly terrorizing the people around him, the other characters. Um, so it's like he's oh, uh, an un. He's a rare main character that's also a terrible villain. I agree. Um, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, just going along with the Invader Zim stuff, like, he's such a... Everything is so, like, um, kind of grotesque with him. I really like that. Um, and he's... But he's also, at the same time, like, he's, like, super powerful, but also kind of a bumbling idiot because he doesn't know what is happening on this planet and how to deal with it. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, I love him. He's hilarious, but also super menacing while somehow being the main character. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think you guys talked about it in a previous episode. The one where he is going around stealing organs. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> so it, there's so many episodes. It's like, how did Jonan Vasquez get away with this? Like, how how was he allowed to do this? I mean, yeah. it's like that. Not since Brendan Stimpy was there a show like that where it's like, how how did this pass the the censors and the and uh, what standards and practices? <laughs> like, I yeah, just, I I fail to understand it. But yeah, oh that oh man, yeah, he's pretty gross, but fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I was just like flipping through that episode today earlier today just to, as a refresher and it, it really is disgusting <laughs> it's it's yeah it's crazy anyway zim he might destroy all of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no no really cool uh i hadn't i just he hadn't crossed my mind but that's a that's a really fun and interesting pick um i mean i find him pretty lovable like almost too lovable but mm. uh, but he really is like yo, he does those things yeah, yes that it's like yes. uh very like almost not quite killing the kids but <laughs> as close as you could come yeah. not quite a murderer but you know <laughs> yeah. almost worse really uh, all right uh bup five but it's becoming increasingly obvious. I can deny it no longer. I am small. <laughs> I need someone big to clear the beach for me. I need SpongeBob. I got to go with Plankton on number five. Actually, <laughs> That would have been amazing, amazing if you're like Roger Klotz. <laughs> yeah, you know Roger, right? <laughs> What I want for my birthday from you, my friend, is one of those tender, delicious, Krabby Patties. <gasps> you just want to be friends so you can get your hands on a Krabby Patty. And I bet it's not even your birthday tomorrow. Gee, and I thought you were stupid. You'll never get a Krabby Patty from me. Even if we are friends. Never, 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 never. never. 
Oh, I'll get a Krabby Patty. And you're gonna hand deliver it to me personally, you weak-minded fool! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I love Plankton. Like I, like I said, I won't talk too much about this since I already did, but uh, yeah, he is my number five. I just think he's... The idea of making him this, you know, like, practically microscopic character, which, by the way, I love how inconsistent that is. One episode, you can only see him when you're looking through a magnifying glass, <laughs> and then the next one, he's, like, the size of somebody's hand. So <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I think he's hilarious, and I love his his computer wife, Karen, and their relationship. <laughs> is, you know, like, talk about a bumbling villain, and then she's always pointing out his <laughs> his failings and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The corporate shill, the white fox who kills. VC to those in the know tracking teenage girls who've been exposed to toxic chemicals like a girl named Allie. This man stalks the Paradise Valley. It's Vince Carter of the secret world of Alex Mack, played by John Marzilli. <laughs> They're awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Daniel Atron and Dave Watt. Um, <laughs> um, I love uh, Vince from Alex Mack. Uh, this man is just absolutely possessed uh, when it comes to trying to catch <laughs> this teenager. Um, and, uh, you know. You know, I, I, Daniel Atron, of course, is really the one in charge. But it's, I think, like when if you're a '90s kid, it, it's Vince who kind of we we come to know and really hate. Uh, you know, just that face appearing meant you know Alex was in <laughs> in deep shit. You know, like <laughs> just uh, he was he was menacing, and I think a really perfect foil uh, to Alex. Um, I don't know just something about him he's got that look you know so stern yeah uh mm-hmm. an, another cl- kind of classic villain i feel like um like he fills that classic villain role uh in the first iteration of my list he was on it but oh yes uh, but he fell off this <laughs> 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 couldn't keep him there's too many others oh man um, but i like it you know yeah, Vince. Uh, and of course, like, yeah, he's got kind of his dumb sidekick in Dave, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Dave Watt, uh, who I also really like. Um, but it, it just seemed like if I had to pick a symbol of evil in a show that's really about like corporate evil, uh, you know, Dave or I'm sorry, excuse me, um, Vince, Vince was the uh, was the one to go with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I did notice on his IMDb, there's only one quote from the show. Would you guys like to hear it? Sure, please. Okay, Dave Watt playing with a walkie-talkie like a child. Roger, top dog. This is big man. Do you copy? (laughs) Vince Carter patronizing. Dave, if you can't pay attention, I'm going to have to take that away from you. Roger, top dog. This is big man. Do you copy? Dave, if you can't pay attention, I'm going to have to take that away from you. I'm sorry, Vince. <laughs> okay. Very uh, good. I I love this. I love this for many reasons, but mostly because like that's the only yeah. one on the page. Like who who 
went and put that quote on there. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to answer this because truth be told, I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with him. Does he have other like bigger credits to his name or is that like kind of his claim to fame as Alex Mack? Hmm. You know, I don't really know. I, I, this okay, is no problem. I just, th- just wondered. This is the only quote for the character of Vince, but not for right. this actor, I'm sure. Okay. Um, let's let's check John Marzilli out. I can edit. The... This has got to be his main attraction. Well, it's the <laughs> oh Andrew, he was on an episode of Cheers. Whoa, he played Joe. <laughs> wow, I, I can't say I recognized him, but that <laughs> boy, we gotta find that Cheers. Yeah. Um, let's hold on. It is called the. It's season three, episode eleven, Peterson Crusoe. I'm watching. I might watch that tonight. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. He's he was on. Um, oh boy, not much. Uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine for an episode. Huh. Uh, the Practice for an episode. NYPD Blue for an episode. Cold Case for an episode. Without a Trace for an episode. The character actor, uh, yeah, Something Criminal like, yeah. Criminal Minds, and then he's been inactive since um, 2011. Oh, okay. I have to ask real quick if you're editing this out anyway, now that you brought up Cheers. I was to say, Andrew, Frazier, or Cheers? Oh, my uh, God. Frazier. I mean, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like Cheers. Oh, Bup, but... I'm, I, Bup, I'm not editing this out. This is a goal. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I know that Andrew, I remember you were talking about uh, Frazier being a show that's always been very close to your heart, and I just wondered what you, uh, which one you prefer. Yeah. Since yeah. It's technically a spinoff of Cheers. So, yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I really like them both, but I gotta go Frasier. Okay. Uh, I'm slightly more in my wheelhouse. I gotcha. I mean, I would say you're passionate about Frasier. Yeah, I love Frasier. I mean, uh, the <laughs> last time it through we- multiple times. <laughs> the last time we hung out, I mean, like you're deeply anticipating this uh, revival. Oh yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm, oh, I'm really hoping it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, but only that- with uh, only with Kelsey, right? seemingly i mean they're saying like nobody else is coming back but i don't know we'll see i suspect there might be some uh characters showing up for an episode or something i just Wait, think... you think like no david hyde pierce no yeah that's what they're saying that's a bummer I've, i they have to at least have kelsey Grammer and david hyde pierce that's what i would think because i i know the actor that played his dad he passed away didn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean come on <laughs> i am with you yeah <laughs> But I, I'm I'm holding out hope. Yeah. It's gonna I, be good. I uh, you know I'm bracing here. I think you're gonna be in for a heartbreak, Andrew. I I just I got. I don't a bad know. I thing. just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Frazier's already pretty like wacky to begin mm-hmm. with. I just I feel like if any of these remakes has a shot, this is the one. They brought back the at least one of the original writers, main writers. Um, you know. And but he did it. He's done it a couple times before with this character. Hasn't Kelsey kind of like gone off the deep end a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I think he was always uh, <laughs> sort of like he is. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I mean, I don't know him, but that's my <laughs> impression. Okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I'm I'm excited for you, but I, you know, I'm, I have yeah. my reservations. So. Mm. I, whenever they do these reboots or revivals or whatever you want to call them, they're always kind of hit or miss. I mean, I know that I, I didn't really watch it, but I think when they did um, uh, Fuller House, I think that went over pretty well. Mm-hmm. And when they did uh, 
well, they initially they redid Roseanne, then they got rid of the title character, and they just <laughs> called it the Connors, and that did really well. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're not. I guess. Yeah. So, I, I was thinking about how a Cheers, like uh, rebooting Cheers. I was like, man, that that's so easy. Like, you could really mm-hmm. make it funny. But then I also was thinking, like, would everybody at the bar just be like on their phones, or like every time an interesting <laughs> conversation came up, be like, "Oh, let me just check Google." Like, you yeah, know, right. like, <laughs> is is the thing that made Cheers so charming and endearing like impossible now? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a fair point. I know they put they talked about how many shows and movies and stuff how the entire plot would unravel just because we have smartphones now. Like, it's, right. it's quite remarkable. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that would be easier to screw up than Frasier. I, I just can imagine a Cheers like being t- taking place in modern day, not with. Well, are you talking about like bringing back the old characters? No, or? no, no, no. Total reboot. Total. Uh, reboot. Yeah, total reboot. I cannot imagine that being good. Like, mm. like, the first thing I think of is like a WB Cheers reboot. That's what it would turn <laughs> into. <laughs> is the WB still around? Is that what it's called? I'm not sure. I just okay. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're part of HBO Max now, so I, I you know, Warner Brothers. I mean, is it that HBO owns Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers owns HBO? I never know which it, which it is, but it's one I think of those. It's Warner Brothers, yeah. And yeah, and so that's yeah. So I, I have no idea if they still have their own network or if they're just on streaming or what the deal is. So. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I just searched. What's the WB called now? It's called the CW. Ah, CW. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. They they changed. You know they <laughs> they changed it in two thousand six. So we're definitely up on our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I graduated high school. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So what did you say, Joey, about not editing this out? (laughs) Isn't it great that we have a uh, podcast about (laughs) uh, TV and arts? Oh, my gosh. All right. What what was our last one? (laughs) Oh, Vince Carter. Was Vince our last one? Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. That was like an hour ago. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, Andrew, uh, uh, number four. Yeah, number four. Uh, my number four is Endless Mike. Uh, Pete and Pete. Then fate smiled. It was an evil, twisted smile by Endless Mike Hellstrom, the most hated bully in town. But it was still a smile. Hi there. Hi there. You're new around here, aren't you? Yes, I am. My name's Donna Mecklenburg. What's your name? That's my name. Uh, for my money, he is the top Pete and Pete villain. Um, there's yeah. a lot of villains on Pete and Pete, but oh, yeah. nobody quite as memorable and just like evil as him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love it so much. Uh, he's. Uh, Rick Gomez just does an incredible job with this character. Uh, yes, he does. It's it's really insane too. I was like just going through the episodes to like see where he was introduced and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like he suddenly just kind of shows up, and it's almost like he's been there the whole time. I feel like like he doesn't. <laughs> there, there eventually is a slight introduction, but like way later. At first, he just like he's there, and you like sort of accept him as like this is this is the neighborhood bully like you just yeah, know you, it instantly yeah you know who this guy is yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got it, that evil grin. Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, he totally embodies it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's hard to believe that Rick Gomez is anything else but a total prick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which he's not like he seems to- like in the interviews I've seen and they did that um, like live zoom thing a couple years back that I attended. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a total pleasure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it, but it's the good. character just seems like he relishes in uh, picking on especially Big Pete. Oh, just yeah. like, yes, yeah, eats it up. The way he just throws his arm around Big Pete's neck, you know, like kind of in yeah. that lock hold, <laughs> just it, you know, it's like, hey, pal, but also like, I, if I wanted, I could just end your life. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like such a amazing component to the show. Mm-hmm. Even like the episodes that he's in, he's not even necessarily like on screen the whole time, but his presence is felt. Uh, right. Yeah, I just love him. Yep, endless me, Mike. Me too. Oh, um, um, Clayton, uh, Clayton said, "Endless Mike, Paper Cut, yes. Ken Schwinger, pretty much <laughs> all of the Pete and Pete villains." Um, he also mentioned Wolfgang and Edmund from Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Damien said, "Roger Klotz, Endless Mike, the Mayor from Action League Now, and the Vampire <laughs> from The Tale of the Night Shift." I for- I'm so sorry. I forgot about the mayor from Kablam. Oh my god! From Action League Now. Oh, he's so funny. It's a very good pick. Uh, yeah yeah uh Allie shouted out endless mike as her favorite insane range incredibly funny and i loved his ability to get in people's heads yellow fever time tunnel halloweeny uh favorite mike moment is from 35 hours when he goes from welcome to my nightmare to playing duck duck goose yes (laughs) yes Uh, she also said honorable mention to principal schwinger's delivery of the line oh this is so good (laughs) and last laugh Um, uh, Justin mentioned uh, he's going to stay away from the Are You Afraid of the Dark Monsters he's going to go with Roger Klotz, Endless Mike, Paper Cut and Bobby Budnick Uh, classic lineup oh absolutely Um, and Tim Beard also shouted out Endless Mike so pretty popular pick yeah Yeah, that's great Uh, Bup number four Oh, let's see. My number four. Oh, uh, Mr. Roger Klotz. Well, 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 if it isn't the Beat Brothers. Oh, hi, Roger. Uh, what's up? Oh, nothing really. Just some good news and some bad news. First, the good. Seems the Beats are playing a surprise concert right here in Bluffington. The, the Beats? When? Yeah, actually, it's tonight. Hi, Killer Tofu. I hate to pull the plug from your amps, fellas, but aren't you forgetting the bad news? What bad news? Tickets! You need tickets! And this concert is SOS! Sold out, suckers! No more tickets? That's right, funny! And guess who bought the very last two? Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I... I do love the show Dog. I mean, it was one of the first ones. It was one of the first, you know, Nicktoons I ever watched and everything. And I, I, um, I love, I love the riff, the guitar riff that plays whenever Roger starts talking, basically. <laughs> and I love that in general. It, that's one thing you don't notice, or at least I did when I was a kid, is that in Dog, almost all the main characters like have their own theme. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When they, whenever yeah. they come around and uh and yeah that one's classic I, I love his laugh i love 
I just think, I mean, Billy West, of course, voices him, just like uh, same guy voices Doug. And um, I just, when they, you know, when it switched over to ABC, I only ever watched, I think, one episode when it was on there. And Billy West, you know, left at that point. So they not only obviously had a different voice actor for Doug, they had a different one for, for Roger as well. And uh, it just wasn't the same. It, there was just, there was something so iconic about his, his voice and everything. And, um, and yeah, he's just, you know, he's your quintessential school bully. And um, and that's why what makes uh, that one of us so so great when Percy Femur comes, uh, transfers to the school, and now all of a sudden Roger has a bully. And that was, oh, it was great. I love that episode. And um, yeah, he's just uh, all around all around great villain. He has a few moments of redemption, of course, especially like in the, uh, the, um, uh, was it Doug graduates, I think it's called, you know, one of the last episodes, uh, when, you know, he's all freaked out about graduating and Doug actually comforts him and everything. And, uh, it's a nice moment between the two. Yeah. Things, so. yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, again, I feel like he's a class, sort of a classic villain. Uh, yeah. a, for sure. Classic bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's really great. Um, and he's just such a jerk to Doug. It mm-hmm. really works because Doug is such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I, you know, we may talk about Roger more. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my number four, I, you know, I really want to talk more about Vince Carter. If you guys are good with that. <laughs> no, good. He's your number four and number five. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, 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 no. All right, here we go. My number four, beware all, especially in fall. He's tops with cars, king of the tools. He'll chase your kids and smash your pumpkins too. Carrot heads run. He's the doctor of death, and he has come to cure you of your life. It's endless Mike Hellstrom of Pete and Pete, played by Rick Gomez. Oh, the voice of the shop are never going to believe this, huh? A desperate carrot head comes to me for help. Say we get down to business, shall we? I help you. What's in it for me? Anything. You can break everything in the house, dig up the yard, contaminate it with nuclear waste. You got any uh, Neapolitan ice cream? Good, Wrigley. Very good. Uh, (laughs) Same as Andrew's number four. Um, you know, we, we, I think we've said it mostly, but, um, yeah, Mike is just, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's my favorite, even though I didn't put him at number one, he's like my favorite person on the list. Yeah. I could just, I could just watch him like chew, chew on that Pete and Pete dialogue all day. He just, (laughs) he had a way of, I like, it really felt like he understood the, like the world of humor they were creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like he, just though how demented Mike is it, like you know the, he just can switch from like that like very coy smile to to like you know being actually intimidating um, and we don't I, I do love that we, we don't know anything about Mike uh, we know that he's repeated yeah. grades but we know nothing of his home life uh, there's like no hint that he even has parents Uh you know, he's just kind yeah. of this figure, like this mythical figure <laughs> that haunts the high schools of of Wellsville. So, um, yeah, just a you great know, character. Also, uh, incredible name. 
Oh my god. What the oh, hell? Yes. Endless, <laughs> endless Mike. It's like, what does this even mean? But somehow you understand that it's like bad, sort of, um, mm-hmm. or, or like intimidating. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah. weird. Great name. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's do top three here. Whew. My number three, this was hard. I went with Bobby Budnick. Oh, so yeah. You're short. <laughs> Winner and still champion. I'm not afraid of nothing. Nobody can scare me. <laughs> Come on out, everybody. Oh, it's the big parade of losers. Loser, 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 and loser. <laughs> loser number one, you get your very own frilly dress. And loser number two, you get your very own cute and cuddly Harry the Hippo to carry around. Now everyone will know what complete and utter wusses you are. The terror of the camp, the bully that, you know, picks on everybody. Um, I I just love his presence so much. He's such an essential part of Salute Shorts and to me, Nickelodeon um, represent, like to me, he's kind of like the quintessential bully. Like, uh, to- more believable than any other one, maybe. Like, he really seems like a real kid. Um, like, I'm still a little bit afraid of Budnick just watching the episodes. Um, <laughs> just, like, his- just classic. The way he delivers his lines, um, God, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, I just think he's essential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not on my list, uh, but um, he he's the only one where I felt like he never really like he never really achieves what he wants. Like at the end of the day, like the other kids aren't they're annoyed with Bobby, but he's like he's more of like your annoying friend than a villain. Um, mm. And so like, I don't know. I just found him almost too lovable, too redeeming. <laughs> Uh, I know I said I wouldn't like count the backstory, but knowing his backstory doesn't like, you know, it makes me a, mo- a little more sympathetic. Um, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I will say, though, that I was just flipping through some episodes uh, today uh, just to refresh myself with his behavior in general. And uh, he it solidified his place on my list. So. What was it? Um well, especially the first, especially Michael comes to camp, um, his oh, whole yeah. actions in that. But the whole first season, especially like he's just so brutal on Michael and uh, Michael, especially. But like he's also a jerk sometimes to donkey lips, too. And it just feels like, you know, yeah, I, I like I I really love to hate Budnick. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Justin mentioned Budnick, too. Um nice. Yeah, I, th- I, you know, especially in the 90s, I think I would have agreed with you. Like in the 90s, he would have been on my top five just because mm. I don't know. As a kid, that's not a kid you want to be around. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Good one. Uh, Bup, number three. Number three. Well, we're getting a lot of repeats here, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, my number three oh, is look, you can see your reflection. Uh, it's it's nice. What do you want, carrot head? Spit it out or I'll spit you out. (laughs) (laughs) I was, oh oh gosh, yeah. Endless Mike is just fantastic. I love him so much. Ah, jeez. I'm sorry. 
I guess I should have used the chop saw, huh, Mike? Didn't I tell you never to cut against the grain of the wood? Didn't I? And, um, I, I won't harp on about it because I know we talked about him a lot already, but, um, yeah, Rick Gomez just was magic. Like, he really was. Like, nothing, <laughs> nothing short of it. I mean, in a show that has... I, I think overall, and you know, you guys know I sing Pete and Pete's praises till the cows come home, but uh, it, it, a show that has so many great villains, and he does, in my opinion, come out on top. I mean, granted, he's one of the only ones that comes out, you know, that's in reoccurring episodes and everything, so, um, but he just, ugh, he's just perfect. He's perfect. Like, I have, you know, 10 out of 10, no notes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, he's... This is uh this is like a this is a home f- this podcast is home field for endless Mike you know we're mm-hmm. we're 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 the home we're the hometown crowd we yeah. we, uh, we love them. <laughs> uh, cool um all right well let's see my number three here an orange lick on the side a nose he can't hide a voice that breaks ice boys and girls he ain't nice. He's got a crew. He's got a crew that rolls three deep and shiny shoes on both of his feet. Listen for the electric guitar as he walks into frame. That's right, Bluffington. You know his name. It's Roger Klotz of Doug. <laughs> is that it, Doug? You think your hat is bringing you luck? Me? Uh-uh. Not me. No way. Then you don't mind if I borrow it, do you? Hey. Hey, man. Oh, brother. Knock it off, funny. You just said you don't think a hat could be lucky. Prove it! Come yeah, on, give it up, Roger. Yeah, prove it. Come on, don't be such a loser, funny. All right, take it. You can wear it for a while, but I want it back. Relax, pal. You'll get it back after my biology test. <laughs> Dude, I gotta give you all kinds of respect for these rhymes. <laughs> Holy crap. That is above and beyond. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god, uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, uh, voiced by Billy West. This, I mean, like guys, like Roger Klotz, he's just a huge piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and listen, I get it. Like, he, he comes from a broken home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's deeply insecure, I think, about his intellect and social class within Bluffington. You know, a, mid- a middle to upper class town where kids worry about, you know... Uh, you know their imaginary character named Quail Man. I, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, you know his cat sucks. His his haircut is a war crime. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, and he's got the you know the only thing he's got going is like that iconic outfit. He's got that leather jacket, the jeans, mm-hmm. pointy shoes. Um, I, and I, you loved you kind of loved to hate him. I, he mm-hmm. was I, he was very clearly like endless Mike. He he very clearly had his place in the Doug world. Um, and unlike, at least personally for me, Plankton, uh, when he showed up on screen, I was like, oh man, stuff, it's about to get good. Like, (laughs) it's about to get real. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes, you know, like it's a little satisfying now as an adult of like, yeah, Roger, tell Doug to like, stop being such a whiny baby. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah. I loved his, I loved his, like his whole little crew. I mean, just. Uh, a fun part of Doug. Yeah. Uh, Gray pick, of course he is, he does feel like an essential part of Nickelodeon to me. Um, but I may have felt about him, like how you felt, feel about uh Budnick. Ah, yeah. Like, I'm just too, like, too sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just, something about him, like, feels a little bit more sad to me or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he really does try to screw Doug over a lot. Yeah, he does, for sure. Um, I guess it didn't feel as, quite as malicious as Mm. uh, Budnick, or, like, quite as intimidating. Yeah. Maybe there's something to the fact that Roger is permanent, like, he's not going anywhere. And yeah. like Budnick, it's just summer, right? Like that's true. Got to tolerate him for two. Of course, months. all summer, the best part of the year. You that's true. This jerk. But again, again, the kids don't even seem to like. You know, I, we don't have to do Roger versus Budnick, though. That is a good version. Uh, sure, that is. Uh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, I mean, they have a lot in common. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Roger Klotz, nice. uh, yeah. grade A piece of shit. <laughs> Is it random, random trivia? And I know you guys, you'd have to be on the honor system not to look it up. Can you name his three friends? Oh, wow. Oh, crew. Boy. Uh, man, maybe back in the day I could. Okay. What, Andrew, anything? I'm trying. <laughs> there, I, I don't think I, they're going to come to me. <laughs> um, God, that's too bad, though. That's disappointing. W- what are they? I, I know two of their full names and one of them, I, I only remember his first name and it's mentioned, I think like once in the entire series, you've got <laughs> Willie White, who is, you know, oh, Mayor White's course. son. Uh, you've got Bo- Boomer Bledsoe. The only reason why I remember that is because it's, you know, it's got the alliteration there and uh, his name is brought up a few times. And then Ned is the guy with the, um, he wears the blue shirt and the brown hair and he has that white, he looks like he has like a white circle around yes. one of his eyes. Um, yeah, I know his name is Ned, but I don't know what his last name is. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> all right, Andrew, let's uh, let's go to number two. Uh, my number two was mentioned so far this episode. Doctor Vink, are you oh, afraid of the dark? Yeah. Hello out there. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Doctor Vink. No, Vink with a ver 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 ver. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> you think it's funny? Well, settle in, because I've taken control of your TV now, and I'm going to use it to show you your greatest fear, the thing you'd better watch out for. And there's no escape. Another character that just feels so essential to Nickelodeon to me, like, I can't... I I don't know, he, like, he's just one of those characters that gave a little piece of uh, just something, like, unique to the whole experience of Nickelodeon. And uh, I love him, his reappearances in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, And just like how really evil he is compared to a lot of the characters, maybe all the other characters. It's like, uh, you know, his motives are always like the worst thing you can imagine. Um, And everybody seems in like real danger with him. Um, like as opposed to some of the monsters maybe where like they get beaten and then that's it like uh, Vink is just out there constantly uh, trying to trick people I guess but, um, yeah, yeah again I, yeah. Uh, just so evil uh, love it his laugh <laughs> it's oh like, my gosh anyway, I, just, I, I wouldn't want to run into him in the middle of the woods <laughs> no way I mean this guy is always trying to kill people like really like everything everything he does like there are two adolescent boys who he sends into a cab fully anticipating their death 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Midnight Madness, he unleashes Nosferatu with absolute intention to like just destroy this theater. Uh, and then, you know, Dangerous Soup. I, I don't know if it's murder, but it's. No, it's... no, he's just playing on their <laughs> ultimate fears. That's all. He's not trying to kill anybody. And imprisoning them. <laughs> yeah. Just keeping them against their will and making them face the thing that scares them more than anything in their life. That's all. <laughs> Man, we, we've got to have a Dangerous Soup episode because I, I oh. have so many hypothetical questions. For you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. yeah. We'll get to um, that. Uh, yeah, Dr. Bing. Scares you. Okay, <laughs> uh, he's just. Um... Man, do you, Andrew, do you have a favorite Dr. Vink line? Oh, I do love the he knows what scares you. I yeah, mean, that's like yeah. a like a uh, really actually good line. Yes, like not yes. funny. Um, right. Yeah, but I'm sure scary. that he's. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a funny one out there that I'm not thinking of. I also uh, really like just that the the end of um, of Midnight Madness when he reveals his. Uh, plan after all and like goes into that serious laugh oh yeah Just when he, oh when he says he moment. bought the when he bought the yeah. theater okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely uh, oh don't for don't forget i don't want your popcorn money <laughs> yeah that I is want your popcorn money uh, and i i love from danger soup um a cook feeds the stomach <laughs> nourishes the soul <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's so pompous too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like a real know-it-all. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is weird for his character. You'd think he's just some like weird guy that lives out in the woods, but he's like also yeah. super smart too. Yeah, yeah. He he would be a bad hang for sure. Like of all these <laughs> of all these people we just mentioned, like I definitely just don't like want to hang out with him. At yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, making you do riddles. <laughs> <laughs> asking you what your worst moments of your life are you know? yeah. maybe the movie version like you know I, I would love to go to a movie with dr vink and <laughs> should someone should start a uh a, like a um fake dr vink letterboxd and only review like you know 1940s horror films <laughs> yeah that'd be good um great pick great pick love Thanks. vink uh, number two, up. Oh, Rocco. How much for the toilet seat, Rocco? I gotta go with uh, a big head for number two. <laughs> Crikey, who could that be? Oh, hello, Mr. Big Head. Don't hello me, kangaroo boy. These were my prize begonias. The life was strangled out of them by your odious weed. Your yard is a disgrace. The entire house should be bulldozed and hauled away as scrap. There's nothing wrong with the condition of this place. We'll see about that. I called my nephew, the O-Town Building Inspector. He'll be here at six o'clock tonight to condemn this wretched excuse for a home. But... Too late for apologies, slacker! You will regret the day you crossed Edge Clippers with Ed Bighead! Remember, 6 p.m., the clock is ticking! 
I just, I, I Charlie Adler, who voices him, um, as well as Mrs. Bighead, he just, he has so much range. I love how, in a way, at Bighead, his voice, he has two different voices. His voice, you know, when he's just being calm and, and you know, and it's more sing-songy. And then when he gets mad, it, it, it gets so, like, it sounds almost like two different characters. And, um, and I just, I love the way that he does it. And, of course, everything in Rocco is just choice. Like, it's just, it, it, it's so funny. And, um he you know and yeah he's general a general antagonist just a, you know through and through and uh he's just a mean angry neighbor <laughs> and, uh i mean granted to be fair a lot of the time he's his anger towards rocco being his neighbor is justified because uh, oh god um if i had to be neighbors to a house where heifer hung out on a regular basis i don't know how i'd feel about it either um but <laughs> uh but yeah I, I, he's great love him yeah uh great pick um, I do love Mr. Big Head. He's a great uh, foil for Rocco. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I get. I like. I guess I just felt a little uh, sympathetic toward him. Um, is my only, the only reason he didn't make my list. But I, I love it because he has Rocco for a neighbor. <laughs> I, I guess, like as we've gotten older, I've probably gotten more sympathetic toward him. Suddenly uh-huh. realizing, like, wow, yeah, this is really horrible for him to have to live like this um but he is great um and and he's such a good mean character Mm -hmm. and he doesn't care about his meanness which i like Mm -hmm. it's good uh if i had to say my favorite episode featuring him it'd probably have to be magic Mm -hmm. meatball I love it. Uh, yeah. It is so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I also really love um and you know it's good enough to like we should probably talk about it at some point in some capacity. Uh the bowling episode. Oh he only gosh. needs one pin to win. Yes. Uh, just such a classic. <laughs> oh, he's gotta be upset with that one. <laughs> so good. I mean, of course, we've talked about it, but teed off is just oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <Amazing. Darn. laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's great. He's great. He just doesn't he doesn't talk all that much in that episode. If you think about, it. he just gets he just gets the crap beaten out of him on a regular basis, pretty much throughout the whole episode. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I genuinely think that like Mister Bighead might be like low key one of the most underrated comedic nickelodeon characters mm. like he's yeah. he's always funny like mm-hmm. in the, even when i was a kid he made me laugh and now even more so now mm-hmm. uh just a really funny character yeah for sure um sid picked ed Bighead. he says he's hilarious uh katie said uh angelica ed Bighead and lars on rocket power Lacey said as much as I hold a soft spot for Angelica I'd have to pick Ed Bighead mm, quote uh, oh I don't have the patience to recycle I don't care about the ozone layer I don't buy a single thing that's biodegradable and I just dump my garbage anywhere yep. pure <laughs> pure evil and greed tainted by <clears throat> years of working for the conglomo uh, also we can't forget uh, he was unsupportive and disowned his son for years. That's a good point. Mm, yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Ed and Bev are still my favorite Rocco characters, despite their flaws. Yeah, great, great point uh, on being really maybe one of the worst fathers uh, on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although in Static Cling, he comes to accept Rachel. True. Right. Yeah, he comes around eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Um, my number two. She's three going on 30, and she don't care who she hurties. If you're Nate... <laughs> If you're naked or diapered, big or small, it doesn't matter to her. She's the queen of them all. She's the queen of mean to any baby she's seen. It's Angelica Pickles of Rugrats. Angelica, what is it, Melonhead? What's a family reunion? Family reunion, stupid. So, what is it? It's when you go to this place and there's lots of other people and all the old ones keep picking you up and kissing you and telling you how big you are and saying they want to take you home with them. You mean they want to take me away from my mom and dad forever? Yeah, and maybe even longer than that. They'll take you home and keep you and you'll never see your mom or your dad or your dumb old dog ever again. Voiced by Cheryl Chase. Mm-hmm. Um... What to say? I mean, I have longed on this podcast said that I think Angelica is like a special type of jerk. Um, she's, you know, cruel to babies. And even though she is a toddler herself, uh, really like some of the stuff she does still makes my jaw drop um, mm-hmm. as far as like what she puts these kids through. Um and she only usually ever really cares if she gets caught. Otherwise, like she seems content to like be mean. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you could be sympathetic, right? She's got a pretty much absent mom, a bumbling father. Uh, her her role model for mom is like you know this workaholic, which you know is empowering. I think in a certain way, Angelica's mom is really empowering. Uh, but also, I think there's a lot to be said that like. Angelica is probably pretty starved for attention. Um, so I, you know, I was on on the fence, but throughout this entire podcast, every ta- time we talk about characters that are mean, like Angelica always comes to my mind really fast um, because yeah. she, she is very mean. And, uh, you know, it's a little more forgivable because uh, part of the babies are in her family. Um, so that's, I guess, more forgivable, but you know, some of the babies aren't. Uh, she just mean to like these other random babies um any feelings on angelica yeah she's terrible um (laughs) she is a horrible like i mean you know i i hate i do like to hate her um Mm -hmm. she is one of like the most cruel probably villains um probably just because she's a kid and doesn't care um but uh yeah i mean she's a great pick i i didn't end up picking her but uh I I like it. I, I think she's a strong villain, a necessary, uh, inessential character to Nickelodeon. I'm necessary evil. I'm sorry, <laughs> a little in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. Just, yeah, yeah. Like um, yeah. And I not mean, a whole lot of, I guess, not a whole lot of female uh, villains so far. Uh, Brooke and Angelica. That yeah. might be all we've had so far. Yeah, I mean, good Just, representation, but yeah, there wasn't. I mean, once you get into Artie Frey of the Dark, there are some mean girls, but uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. not a not a ton of villainous. Uh, Daniel Atron, right? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think of anyone else. Mo from Guts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, should we get to the big time to the number one? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Um... Well, my number one, I feel like, is just, I couldn't not pick this, 
character. It feels like an essential Nickelodeon character, even beyond almost almost any other character, but maybe not not that far, but like a character that's so essential that they it transcends its like own existence. Um, and that is Mr. Lippman. Whoa. No, not really. Not really. Mr. Lippman. Oh, wait. No. Uh, no, no. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, like, been, wow. That would have been incredible. <laughs> An essential a... character to Nickelodeon, though? No, no. Mr. No. Lippman? Yeah, well, just just um, a very a unique take. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, my real number one is Zeke the Plumber. Who are you? I'm Zeke the Plumber. I'm the custodian who grants you wishes. Oh, wow. I mean, Ooh. he's a one-off character, but he's just so much, he's become so much more than that. And like, just represents the idea of like scariness of evil, um, maybe better to me than any other single Nickelodeon character. He's just like, he's, when I think of scary Nickelodeon, he's the first thing that pops into my head. Uh, it's such a great episode. And uh, he, for being in one episode for just like a few minutes, really, he completely steals the show. And and this might have been like seeing this character might have been the moment where like Nickelodeon really solidified to me as like, this is something amazing. Wow. I mean, absolutely. A defining villain. Mm -hmm. Uh it's in every in every conceivable way memorable yeah uh, i think i know like every line of dialogue that he utters yes. uh, <laughs> you know i can i can vividly see his face uh, i can yeah. hear that kirk bailey screeching voice um, <laughs> it's it's yeah it's an iconic character in such little time it's it's yeah. uh that's hard to argue i didn't i didn't consider him and i don't know why but uh yeah. it's a great pick yeah, thanks um and genuinely frightening yes. i think like i mean i'm more afraid i'm more like viscerally scared of, of him than any other character on my list you know who he would have loved vink like vink and yeah. <laughs> well maybe i, I feel like they, vink they try to kill each other so. <laughs> I, that should be like a sitcom, Vink and uh, Vink and uh, Zeke. You know, just like these grumpy dudes trying to like ruin kids' lives. Yeah, <laughs> grumpy dudes um, trying to ruin kids' lives. I love that. They know all your fears. Yeah, yeah. They know what scares you. Um, I should also. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should also oh, say that like his appearance too is just like horrifying, um, mm. and he's got a great backstory for yes. being like one minute long. It's just like everything's amazing about him. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I, I I think I've said this before as well, but I um, you know a little peek behind the curtain. I, I was born in '88, and so uh, Salute Your Shorts was one that I didn't get into too much until I think it was already just into, you know, into reruns basically. Sure. Um, but the first episode I ever saw of it was Zeke the Plumber. And I must've been, I don't know, three years old, something like that. My sister was watching it and I did not want to watch that show. 
after I saw that. <laughs> it scared me a lot. And uh, <laughs> so it took me a while to get back to it and to know that, you know, it's not, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, it's like, okay, he is like what the show is about, or he's like a big part of it, not knowing that it was specific to that one episode. <laughs> and so it took me a while to really, you know, get back into it and appreciate that show for, for everything that it is. And, uh, but yeah, that's how much he, oh yeah, he resonated with me big time. Absolutely. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. I, it, it was bold of them to air the episode second. We've talked about this. Um, yeah, because like absolutely. in your in, in your case, you know that can be alienating uh, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, sorry, I was looking at Zeke quotes. Uh, <laughs> sure. I got. I can smell your fear. I don't make deals with roaches. Uh, <laughs> I always love. Uh, I'm Zeke, or I, I'm the plumber who grants you wishes. <laughs> Grant you wishes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The plumber yeah. graduation. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Uh bup number one. What can I say? I'm a softy. It's my one flaw. Uh Angelica Pickles is my number one. I know, Cynthia. Let's start a club. It's called the club for all people whose name isn't Tommy. Angelica. What? How much further to the Grand Canyon? A lot farther. You heard me, Cynthia. You're cranky, and you need a nap. So take a nap. Um, she is just. Rugrats was my favorite of the Nicktoons growing up uh, when I was when I was you know in the early '90s, and um, I did love Dog and Ren and Stimpy, but Rugrats always was always my favorite. I just loved the the adventures the babies went on, and the you know just the the the. Uh, relationship between them and Angelica and the, the parents and everything and Rugrats was one of those great shows where in the earlier seasons anyway you can appreciate what's going on with the babies more when you're a kid and then you can appreciate more what's going on with the adults as an adult because there's there is some adult humor in there and and things like that and even sometimes when the babies they'll misspeak like with with um uh, Chucky, you know, truth, justice, and the American cheese, and uh, <laughs> just how they mispronounce things, or they'll put the wrong word in, and, and it's just, you know, really funny, and the, the thing of it is with Angelica is that I've always felt that she is just, like, yes, she does have, like like you said, Joey, she's kind of got the absent mom who's, you know, workaholic and everything, and, and again, to your point, that sets a good example in terms of empowerment and everything, and then, but then she's got her dad who's Spoils her rotten, gives her anything that she wants always. And uh, it just, you know, that makes it that much worse. Um, And sometimes she does do, I remember watching um, uh, Chucky's Wonderful Life, it's called, I think. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. What she says to him, and then he starts crying later. Like, I remember watching that as a kid and being like genuinely upset by it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it was just... And some people, you know, don't like Angelica because they feel like she's like too mean or she does things that are too awful. But at the same time, I feel like it really serves a purpose, which is why, you know, if, if you really do you guys mind if I deep dive for a second into the, Go for it. Into the show? OK, well, you know, because the show was created by Arlene Klasky and Gabor uh, Chupo and, and then uh, Paul Germain was like, you know, on equal footing with them, basically, in terms of writing and directing and everything. He was the one that he was like the biggest contributor to the show in the first three seasons. And then there's the very, very noticeable drop off. The show kind of ended after that. And then it came back again with new animation. This is right before uh, um, 
uh, stupid dill gets introduced um it, there was like a season before the movie which is when he gets introduced and the animation changed the voices while they were voiced by the same people they they, there was something about it that felt different. And that was because Paul Germain left the show. It's up for debate whether or not he left or whether or not he was asked to leave, but it's very noticeable. And the best way I can describe the drop-off there is that it goes from being, in my opinion, a Nickelodeon show to being a show that belongs on Nick Jr. Mm. Like, like it yeah. just, it, it's, it loses its bite completely after that. It's not funny. It's not the conflicts are almost, you know, there's almost no conflict in each plot, which, you know, again, that's like a little a toddler kids show, you know, like a little yeah, little kids yeah. show yeah. where, you know, we can't have anything too, you know, you know, like upsetting or, or what have you. And so, I mean, if that's your thing, fine, but I just feel like it really lost what a big part of what made it so good um, at that point. And that's when I stopped watching it. I was at that point. Um, not to mention the introduction of Dill as a character was just a gigantic mistake. But anyway, um, (laughs) and so Angelica is a prime example of when that transition happened. She, I mean, yeah, she was still the antagonist and she was still mean, but I mean, it was, I don't know, like the stuff that she did was just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not very nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't, it doesn't make you feel angry or make you feel like, you know, Oh, there's, you know, she must be brought to justice or anything like that. And so, uh, yeah. And, and, and that's kind of a big part of why she's my number one, I think is because of how well she serves her purpose as uh, as a villain. And yes. And to your point, I know you said Cheryl Chase voices her. I thought she was brilliant as well. I mean, I love the the voice cast for all the, all the Rod Rat characters and, um, but uh yeah anyway sorry i didn't mean to go on and on but i just yeah that's my number one and i felt very strongly about it so no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really seemed like um angelica and ed big head had an endless mic that seemed uh, and roger i, I mm-hmm. guess like amongst the uh, patrons and us it seems mm-hmm. like those are uh some of the more more common common ag- agreed upon picks yeah. yeah um okay well my number one, um, Bup, you didn't have it. Is the only person we all had endless Mike? Mm. Um, let's see. I think you're right. Yeah, because Joey, you and I both had Plankton. Yeah. Andrew, you and I both had Dr. Vink. Bup, you and I had Roger. Yes. And then you and I had Angelica. Yes. Okay. So endless Mike. All right. So. I mean, I like that. Of course, uh, it's 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 pretty fitting for this podcast. Uh, do you guys, I, out of curiosity, do you guys have a favorite Endless Mike episode? Um, I th- favorite Endless Mike episode, probably Time Tunnel. Time Tunnel, yeah. Yeah, I might I might have to go with that. I I want to say Yellow Fever. Oh my uh, gosh! But but it, that's really tough. It yeah. really really is. Yeah. Um, I think I might have to go with time tunnel as well, though. Time yeah. tunnel, yeah. I, I that's close. I think I, I think I go tool or die for some reason, mm. just because I love oh, that. Oh gosh, yes. I'm so yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I love about that. I love that. Like Mike is in his element in that episode. Like yes. he, is, he is the king of the shop. You know. What I mean? Yes. Um, come to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you come to me. Uh, yes, he's just in full control. Uh, but anyway, okay. So interesting. Endless Mike. Okay. Let me jump in. I'm sorry. One, real Go, quick. I'm ahead. sorry, Joey. One of my favorite quotes from that episode. Didn't I tell you never to cut against the grain of the yeah. wood? Didn't I? 
just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Just so unhinged. And, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Um, all right, my number one here. They need no introduction. They're the queens of mean. In the hall, you'll hide in the school of hillside. Say their names, you crooks. It's Kelly and Brooke. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. We'll put our heads together and come up with a really good way how to get back at Ashley. Take my word. It may take some time. There'll be revenge. Oh, yes. It may take some time, yeah. But there'll be revenge, Brooke. And you can take my word on that. Uh, we got Kelly, played by Anuka Okuma, and Brooke Morgan, played by Robin Ross. Uh, I went with a duo here because, to me, I could not separate. Like, I, I appreciate, I love that you had anybody, Andrew. But, uh, like, to me, while we only get one season of them together, uh, with only Brooke moving on uh, after that, um, this duo is beyond malicious. Uh they i mean they thrive i would say they thrive in other people's grief and trauma uh they they're a dream team of torture and pain uh you know and, and i love that the fact that they're not they're not even beyond stabbing each other in the back you know what i mean yeah like in a lot of that first season episodes like they are at a drop of a hat throwing each under each other under the bus yeah um they, you know, yeah, they just like their characters. They want people to fight. They want people to break up. <laughs> they want Matt to become an alcoholic. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, <laughs> Brooke will set up her own sister. Uh, you know, like she'll like be like, yeah, profess your love uh, <laughs> to, to Dylan, knowing that like Dylan's going to just like laugh her off. Like this girl is, there's nobody she wouldn't harm just to get like a laugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, uh, <laughs> I love 15 Kelly and Brooke are just like, they con they rule overall. Like they would, they would find a way to destroy endless Mike. Uh, like they would get him kicked out of shop or something. Um, they, I, unlike the other characters, they come from privilege as seemingly, uh, and, like they don't have anything redeeming like their their home life doesn't like make them more sympathetic they're just they love watching people's lives fall apart mm -hmm. yeah um i mean i love this i love them um seems insane for the number one pick but um <laughs> i i i guess i'm gonna have to accept it <laughs> There's, you can, you can there, submit a complaint. <laughs> with the exception of like an Are You Afraid of the Dark character that would want to see your death, there's just to me no other characters that relish in people's pain like these two. Okay, yeah. Um, I, ha I hate to say, Joey, like it's just like before when, when uh, Andrew mentioned Brooke and everything, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't comment. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> no, it's, the show. it's okay. So. It's okay. My, you know, the job of this podcast is if we can get one person a year to watch 15, <laughs> we have done our, our job. You know what? I, I know it's late. We're already into March now officially and everything, but I, I'll make it my resolution this year to watch <laughs> To watch to start watching 15 just watch one just do one 
<laughs> like if you watch one, you'll get the sense of what every other episode like. Yeah. Yeah. What, is it on a Paramount Plus or is it on Amazon? Where, where uh, can you find it? It's usually on Amazon. Let me check here. Okay. Because I, I think I remember seeing it there once and even I was going to watch it and then, I don't know, something something else came up. Uh, so. Yes, it is free on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Then I have no excuse. All yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> little Little Ryan Reynolds in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys want to do close calls? Most yeah. certainly. My, my, my close call almost made the list. I really wanted her to make the list. I just, I, I couldn't in the end, but I went with Lori Beth on Figure It Out. Wow. No kidding. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. As a vi- uh, Yeah, Andrew, this yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> no pride for you, kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, this has come up before, but it, this is brilliant. Oh. Yeah. I love her so much. She was just crushing these kids' dreams, like, so hilariously. Like, I swear, I don't, I mean, I have no evidence for this, but... It wouldn't surprise me if somebody like behind the scenes was like, Lori Beth, you're the like you're the hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case we're giving away too many prizes. Yes. You, know, you gotta just breathe. And she's like, All right, you know, yeah. I'll do that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we can't so afford another trip to Orlando right now, so you gotta <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you gotta get it just I mean the pain the pain she inflicted was on real kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I uh, found a clip from one that's just like it's so beautiful. Towards an answer head nose blank for blank date. Danny, yes or no question? Um, do you know something for a something kind of date? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very creative. I Danny, don't we're know. Cat. Lord, do you know no. something for any date? <laughs> Every. Pretty much the same thing. Those blank for every date. Lori Beth. Do you know the day for every date? She, this kid's going along. Like <laughs> a couple words are missing. I mean, we're on the last minute, and it gets down to literally she says the word with one second left oh, on the clock, and you even hear the buzzer. And it, oh it's, my god it's so brutal Lori Beth <laughs> oh man she just like I love how she does it too because she just like kind of throws it out there like is it I don't know like, yeah right <laughs> perfect word yeah. uh, oh, wait what's that I destroyed oh, you at the last second oh well, look, oh, well what happened <laughs> oh you wanted a trip to the Caribbean too bad no <laughs> no 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 oh my lord great great close call there you go. yeah the destroyer of dreams Lori Beth Denberg <laughs> uh, Bup close call I this is 100% a cheat there's no no question about it and I'm sorry I had to do it because I just love these characters so much I couldn't put them on my on the official list because they are only well technically one of them is in two episodes but they're all kind of well, actually, no, two of them are in two episodes. Okay, well, then I'm a giant liar. All right, well, uh, anyway, uh, kind of grouped together, I have Mr. Narens, yes. Mr. Slurm, oh. and uh, Mr. Slurm and Principal Schwinger. Yeah, all three of them yeah. because they yeah. just, uh, they're, li- I just can't even. Like, I can't 
handle it. You, you guys have heard me say it before, Mr. Narens is one of my favorite villains of any show ever, uh, despite the fact that he's only in that one episode. I still, to this day, <laughs> quote him with my best friends all the time. Whenever you know, it is good, Bob. Now make me one now. <laughs> it's just so scary. So and um, and I, that's part of why the, the shirt that you got the quick plug, yeah. uh, the shirt that you guys put together, I I might not take it off ever. I'll probably wear it in the shower and stuff until it gets really moldy and gross. But anyway, um, so I I'm very excited about that. But um, anyway, I mean I love him. I love Mr. Slurm. I definitely like Mr. Slurm more in um. The first, in Tool and Die, then in oh, the later, sure. in the thir- third season, when yeah. he did, they change him to a different, uh, he's played by a different actor. But yeah. I'm sorry to say, you know. Who'd like to cut something with the TS-4? Or as you'll soon be calling it, Slasher. Um, and then, uh, I mean, he's just, he's so funny how calm and quiet to all of his, they're very subdued all of his lines but there's just that underlying I think my favorite one from him is when um, Big Pete is sitting in his office at the very end and he says calm down Mr. Wrigley this isn't just an air conditioner it's got three settings you have low medium and over here we have high I prefer medium <laughs> medium <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Schwinger, of course, Adam West, who everything he touches, it, yeah. touched, I should say, was just brilliant. And my favorite line of his in, um, uh, oh my gosh, help me, uh, the episode with the, um, Johnny Earwax. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. having a total brain uh, fart here. Last laugh. Last laugh, thank you. When he, sing, my little canary, sing your little heart out of <laughs> dancing around his office nobody's there to watch him do this but he's doing it and i just oh my god uh yeah so i i have to group them together they're all from the same show so i hope that makes it sort of okay and they're all kind of one-shot villains but i just yeah that reminded me uh, I, i've quoted it before but that um schwinger quote of i may not be the smartest man in the world but then again maybe i am <laughs> <laughs> Or, or he says, maybe I might be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Adam Adam West was just genius casting for Beat Yes, um, yes. So, so good. Um, yeah, he uh, Schwinger was one of my two close calls. Um, I just love that he loves uh, destroying Little Pete. You know, like he, right, yeah. he relishes in Little Pete's downfall, uh, though he's, you know, often bested. Um, my other close call was Beth, the cousin from the Lonely Ghost, mm-hmm. uh, played, oh, okay. <laughs> played by Laura Levin. Uh, again, this girl is just just the worst. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing redeeming about this girl. Um, I mean, she gets her comeuppance, but like, I have no doubt in my mind this girl grows up to be an awful person. Uh, she tries to stick her cousin in a abandoned <coughs> haunted house, leaves her alone. I'm going roller skating. Don't touch my stuff. It's all your fault. You're such a chicken. I'm not. And I don't want to be in your lame group anymore. Good. I wasn't going to let you in anyway. And you're a snitch, too. You're a chicken and a snitch. 
I couldn't stand being you. Give me a break. It's not even dark. You can't be scared now. One thing's for sure. I'm never inviting you to do anything with us ever again. Hello? You could turn chicken if you'd rather spend the whole summer alone reading. She's so weird. And I'm too old for a nanny. Why doesn't she just leave? I'm not going to argue. I told you before. She has nowhere to go. I wish she did, but she doesn't. You don't even know my friends. They could get to know me. Why? It's not like just anyone can hang with us. You have to prove you're not a Z. Um, like, just, just so cruel. Like, really, really cruel. Um, mm -hmm. So, Beth, if you're out there, just a special place in hell for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, so you you dislike her or feel that she's more villainous than uh, the little brother from um, Crimson Clown? Ooh, boy, what a matchup. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I because I that's it's really close because I don't think that kid learns his lesson either. I think he gets scared, uh -huh. uh, but you know, I have no doubt the day after this episode ends, <laughs> he's back to his old antics. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's close. That's a great call. Very, very <laughs> well, th Those are just the two, in my, in my estimation, the two most just insufferable characters in the, in the run of the show. Uh, um, yeah. Someone mentioned Coda from dark music. Uh, oh. You know, that's another good <laughs> oh, pick sure. though. A yeah. bit like Bobby Budnick, like you, you see yeah. enough of his home life to be like, Oh boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> except, he, except he looks like he belongs in an 80s glam rock band yeah but, uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um before we move on to ferguson's i wanted to read a few more patreons uh picks or patreons picks uh marlena uh mentioned that she doesn't really count angelica as a villain i would consider mm -hmm. her more of a misunderstand misunderstood bully than a villain uh she's my favorite rugrats character one of my favorite nickelodeon villains however is from the 2000 sh uh show the last airbender which is azula oh good one that's a good i mean it's true that one doesn't count as 90s technically but that is a great i love that show and that's yeah. a great pick yeah so. Um, Tim uh, F says, if I stay away from Are You Afraid of the Dark and names that have come up a lot, Danielle Atron from Alex Mack is a contender uh, and the same actress played a villain in a Seinfeld as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. She was the uh, woman. The, the, who, was she the network person? I think she was the woman. No, no. I think she was the woman who was moving the... Um, uh, the speed dial names. Mm, yes, the mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Good catch. Allie says. Uh, Allie says there are a few that come to mind. I really loved Open Face. His performance was stellar in Valentine's Day Massacre, and I wish we got more of him. Read Ellie's. Yeah, I read Ellie's. I told you I read through some yeah. of the comments yeah. before this, and that was one of the ones I read, and I could not agree more. Open face is great. Yes. He's, uh, he's a, sh a shining light in that very weird episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind, of a, kind of a dreary episode, but he. Yeah, open face. I would have loved to see more of him. Uh, she said, Ghastly Grinner is an incredible literal yeah. villain, visually and yeah. in character. Sure. 
Um, uh, Vaughn says, I'm Team Roger Klotz. Also got to give love to Angus from Keenan and Kel's Bag and Sag and Kel episode. Uh, <laughs> and he's a real life villain. So bonus, I guess. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what am I missing here? He is. Uh, he was played by the creator uh, who also created uh, oh, that and yes. Amanda show. Yes, and supposedly, yes, 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 I, yes. I couldn't remember if anything was ultimately proven. I mean, I, I haven't I didn't follow it long enough. But uh, yeah, he, he was accused yeah. of uh, inappropriate Creepy behavior stuff. with. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Gotcha. OK. Yep. Yep. Uh, she said, are you afraid the dark is, of course, endless in this category? But shout outs to Coda, Dark Music, uh, the Sandman, Final Wish. The Taylors in The Tale of Hatching, uh, The Ghastly Grinner, Kronos, Oblivion. Oh, man. Kronos is just, you know, a man of his time. Uh, and just just to annoy Joey, Mr. Schaffner, Locker 22. <laughs> Love it. Damn, I should have picked that. <laughs> just to spite Joey. Yeah, number one. I, I mean, I don't know if you'd offend me. Schaffner is a monster. <laughs> he, he essentially, he essentially like lets this girl die to be like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't play with Bunsen burners. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, some of our listener um, picks. What was that? One other one. I don't know if we mentioned this yet. Mister Olson. Oh, pinball wizard. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Very evil. Yeah, yeah, pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know who would be a good one? Uh, the Temple Guards from Legends. Yeah, I thought I, of that. Joey, I'm not kidding. That one crossed my mind. I thought about it, and because they, oh, they were really scary. Really scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, since they don't have, like, an official, you know what I mean? There's, like, multiple ones, so to speak, you know. Yeah, if they had a leader. You know, it's just, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, well, it's hard to like pinpoint them like as a character, I guess. Yeah, That's why, yeah they why needed, go you know, that. they should have gotten them like catchphrases like, you've been, <laughs> you've been captured. Yeah. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that one again. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You guys want to do Ferguson's? Actually, yeah. I was going to say, oh, if you guys yeah, don't mind, I, I got a couple shout outs if that's Oh, okay. yeah, go, sure. go for it. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, just a couple, honestly. Uh, one that didn't make quite make my list and not quite um, the close call is uh, The Gromble from uh, Real Monsters. Um, I love him. I think he's great. He's got a really great voice and he's very, uh, very funny. Once again, he actually reminds me a lot of Ed Bighead because he has that same quality where you know he'll be he'll be talking all sweet and nice and on the next he's yelling like they they they, they I, I like characters that are like that that kind of have multiple personalities um and so i i really enjoyed him uh and then this was i think he appeared in two episodes in hey arnold and that was uh rex smythe higgins who was uh voiced by the incredible you know tony J, of course who um you know, he, he voiced uh, Lord Frollo in, uh, in the Disney Hunchback in Notre Dame. He voiced Megabyte in, uh, in Reboot. And uh, he just, yeah, he just had such an awesome voice. I loved anything that he's, uh, character that he voiced just sounded so awesome. And uh, he has since passed away, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so just wanted to mention them, kind of random. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Would well, you guys want to do Ferguson's? Sure.
think I have what I consider the definitive answer for this one, and that is the British. Are you afraid <laughs> from Are you afraid of the dark? The long go locket. <laughs> Just you know, when you're dealing with like crazy monsters that are trying to eat your flesh uh muskets just don't feel as impactful um i feel like you've had the british as a pick before i can't remember what i might have even picked it on um for like scariest villains oh ferguson yeah yeah yeah. it makes sense it 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 absolutely makes sense i mean they they suck Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. And not only do they like, not only is it not a good villain, but like they seem incompetent in the episode. Like, in, yes, to... agreed. <laughs> <laughs> no it's wonder you guys fun. watched the war. <laughs> <laughs> like, not fun, not intimidating. Just, yeah, just, you know, boring. Okay, Bup, you're Ferguson. I this actually is one that I'm not entirely sure would be considered a villain by everybody. And I can't pretend that part of my dislike is because of my dislike of the show. But I'm going to go with Winslow from Catdog. Oh, mm, yeah. Interesting. He, I mean, he's more of an antagonist strictly to Cat <laughs> than, uh, than anybody else, it, it would seem. But, you know, he's very selfish and very, you know, just out for to benefit himself and uh but he's his voice just i can't even i i just want to tear my ears off when i listen to him and i i I mean that show makes my skin crawl in general and i'm sorry i'm sorry to anyone that likes it and i'm sorry to anyone that likes rocket power because you know that i like to bash both of them on a regular basis but anyway i just yeah he's no thank you on on that one thanks so interesting pick yeah (laughs) um Yes, I think this is a, a good pick. Uh, I he, I had thought about him a little bit, but also I I just haven't seen enough cat dog, not, and I probably, I probably won't ever. But like, you know, I gave it I gave it more chances than it deserved. We'll put it that way. So I, <laughs> I knew I knew enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, my my Ferguson is Mrs. Hushbaum. Uh, the loud librarian from all that, played by Lori Beth Denberg. Wow! <laughs> Second appearance of Lori Beth. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, you know, the, the the library is an amazing place. Shout out to all the librarians out there doing doing great, amazing things for for people. Uh, I hated this sketch. I, you know, I think. Oh. Uh, God, it's just the worst. And like, she really is a villain. She's just, you know, making people's lives so much more difficult and terrible. Uh, you know, two thumbs down for the loud library. <laughs> wow. All right. You like it, Andrew? I sort of liked it, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I thought the sketch was funny. I, I laughed at it, definitely. And uh, yeah, there were parts where it's a little much, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's a tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way you'd ever go back to that library. That's true. <laughs> but I just, I love how in each episode they did, you know, a, a, every version of that sketch they did, she gets more prog- progressively more and more ridiculous with what she's doing. I remember one of them ends with her revving a motorcycle in the middle of the library, and then another one ends with her playing a drum solo and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I I, I see where you're going, where you're coming from, but I still I found it funny. I, I found it very interesting. Uh, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, before we wrap up, would you guys want to recap your lists? Sure. Okay. Um, I had number six, Brooke. 
Number five, Zim. Number four, Endless Mike. Number three, Bobby Budnick. Number two, Dr. Vink. And number one, Zeke the Plumber. With a special shout out to Lori Beth. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting list. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a negative way at all. Like a really interesting list. Mm, Okay. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bup? Number six, Dr. Vink. Number five, Plankton. Or Sheldon J. Plankton, if you want to go the full name. (laughs) Uh, Number four, uh, Roger Klutz. Uh, Number three, Endless Mike. Uh, number two, Ed Bighead. Number one, Angelica Pickles. Uh, yeah. And then my close calls were Mr. Slurm, Mr. Narens, and uh, Principal Schwinger. Very good. Very good. Uh, my number six, Plankton. Number five, Vince Carter. Uh, number four, Endless Mike Hellstrom. Three, Roger Klotz. Number two, Angelica Pickles. And number one, the dream duo, Kelly and Brooke. Uh, <laughs> with a close call of Principal Schwinger and Beth from The Lonely Ghost. Um, yeah. So first off, uh, the one that I uh, was kind of expecting to come around but never did was uh, Ugg. Um, from uh, from yeah. Shorts. And I don't know if ever my feeling on it, like, for example, the reason why he didn't make my list as much as I loved him was that was exactly that. He was kind of more on the lovable side, like kind of like the harmless idiot yeah. <laughs> yeah. character. And um, and I, you know, but he was still I mean, while while Budnick, I guess, would be more of an actual villain because you know he's an actual bully and everything. I mean, Ugg does technically, you know, he is the wrench in the works for you know all the kids all the campers best laid plans and everything so um i didn't know if he might be considered but uh i didn't hear him come up at all yeah um yeah. i often That's found it. myself like being sympathetic to like feeling yeah. bad for him for sure. um yeah yeah and then uh the other one real quick i mentioned this one i i was not expecting as much but uh you know some people might find her really unlikable anyway because of how mean she is and everything uh, is helga from mm-hmm. the arnold uh, yeah, which yeah, another, yeah. That, uh, I, I apologize. I can't remember who you said it was, but there was a patron that uh, that mentioned not ha- uh, having Angelica being one of their favorite characters. But they said, oh, but she's not really a villain so much as a misunderstood, you know, because of her background and everything. Personally, I feel like that applies more to Helga than to Angelica, just in the sense. For that, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the episode Helga on the couch and it, even any of the episodes that feature Helga at home and seeing what her parents and her sister are like. It's like, oh, my Lord. That's, yeah. Ugh. Like, and, yeah, the way Helga is, is almost like best case scenario. Exactly. Based on exactly. Her mom's drunk and her dad like doesn't acknowledge her existence. Right. Right. And then and then on top of it all, what they what they so cleverly do with the writing on that show is that Helga on the surface where everyone can see she's mean, you know, especially mm. to Arnold, of course, who she's madly in love with. But then uh, in many, many episodes, she ends up helping to bring about a resolution to whatever the problem is but she does it like covertly she doesn't want anyone to know that she's helping or that she's you know doing something to help arnold in particular and so i just i really like the way that they the dynamic there and the way they did that so i did want to mention helga as well even though she's not technically a villain i think she's just a spectacular character so totally yeah Yeah. totally great pick or well great great shout out great yeah (laughs) andrew was there any more uh that you were thinking Um, about along those same lines kind of uh ferguson i felt like could have been construed as a villain um you know again mm. more sympathetic sort of uh but you but Fer- ferguson darling yeah yeah the, oh, you, okay. you know, i'm whatever. literally thinking of ferguson in the sense of the show and i'm like wait what <laughs> um yeah kind of interesting that we didn't pick ferguson for this particular episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And because I don't think he's very sympathetic personally. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you guys do. No, but, he's uh, a real yeah. he's a real <laughs> thorn in everyone's side. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, a bunch of fun. Uh great suggestion, Bup. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys great. enjoyed it and I hope uh, hope everyone listening does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what do we have coming next week on our main feed? Uh, next time we're going to be talking Roundhouse Fears. Fears. <laughs> F-E-A-R-S. As Dr. Oh. Vink and Zeke would love. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, have you watched this yet, Andrew? No, not yet. Yeah, me neither. Um, but we, uh, I'm I'm genuinely, genuinely excited to talk a little roundhouse. I yeah. It feels it's like been it's, a long time. Yeah, it feels like it's been been too long. This was a pick by our friend Chris. Now, not the Chris we normally have on. This will be his first time on the pack podcast. Excuse me. Um, so a new Chris. We'll call him Chris A. Hopefully that's okay <laughs> with him. Um, and uh, he'll be talking. I think he is a fan of Roundhouse. I I would assume so. Uh, it, although it would be funny if you requested this and was just like absolutely tearing it apart. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> um, so we'll, yeah, we'll be talking Roundhouse next. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. We're on Gmail at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Podbean, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review that really helps. Uh, and Bup, man, it was, it was a bunch of fun. Uh, great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Well, of course, I, I always say it's always my pleasure. And uh, thank you guys for having me back again. I always have a blast. And uh, thank you for going with my uh, my fun little suggestion here. <laughs> uh, well, great time. Um, we hope we'll see all you redheaded villains next episode. So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Guys, will you hold on one second. My dog is like crying, and I don't think I think if I don't let him in the room, he's gonna like combust. Mm. Right. All right. Uh, he is by my side, and we're ready. All right. Nice. Uh, where do we leave off? Only happen. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, I know that I have the most creative input here, so I just wanted to say <laughs> that we do as Bub tells us to do. <laughs> I want a three-parter on Mister Ernst. <laughs> Excuse me while I just throw my weight around here. <laughs> Interview burning Brian Ingalls now. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on. I got to let my dog out now. He's crying to leave. <laughs> I don't know, Andrew. Those powdered wigs, they, uh, 
you know, they, they, they really kind of made me shake a little. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. You guys want to do Ferguson's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should, uh, should I start over? Oh, I wasn't here for any of it. Oh, wait. Whoa, no, no, no. I'm British, sorry. I'm sorry. British. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The British. The British. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So forgettable. Not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Someone also mentioned. Hold on. Let me find it here. I think it was Allie. Hold on. My dog's coming down the stairs. Thanks. Okay. My dog is like. What are you doing here, bud? What do you want? What do you want, bud? I think I asked you that before, Joe. What kind of dog you got? Uh, it's a wiener dog. Oh, okay. But oh. right now he is just like trying me. To, he's like stuffing his head against my face, trying to get me to like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think he's subdued. Okay. Um, <laughs> subdued. Uh, oh, man. There are a lot of redhead villains. <laughs> right? Ferguson. There really are. Yeah. yeah. Budnick. Ferguson. Um, Budnick. Um, Roger. Roger, the guy from Are You Afraid of the Dark? I forget his name now. Um, oh, maybe he would. Oh, uh, maybe it's not Red Hair. The uh, the kid in um, the kid in Laughing in the Dark has red hair. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, See, so now you've got me. I'm going through my like my my like mental Rolodex, like trying to think <laughs> who who has red hair because i think you're right yeah there it, yeah. it does seem to be disproportionate yeah i mean chucky's a nice guy <laughs> yeah, right. um, all right good point oh wait i gotta stop 